Welcome to the Logger and Listings Podcast with JFK Properties. This podcast gives real estate investors, experts, and entrepreneurs an opportunity to share their stories over a casual beverage. Hosted by the founding members of JFK Properties, an investment company that specializes in commercial and residential real estate. So sit back, grab a drink, and listen to this real, insightful, and sometimes funny podcast on real estate investing and entrepreneurship. Welcome to another episode of the Logger and Listings Podcast with JFK Properties. Again, we are still sitting here enjoying this beautiful view at Jerry's Cottage. And unlike the last episode, we had an idea of what we're going to talk about. We have zero idea of what we're going to talk about in this episode. So I'm actually going to pass the buck to the J of JFK Properties and give him an opportunity to actually share with us, ask questions, and I can see him thinking. So I'm giving him time, <laughs> stalling. This is stalling <laughs> Slow, slow talking. What's on his mind when it relates to real estate investing, JFK Properties, or anything? And if we need to pull out a couch, you do so, have two company <laughs> couches here, we can do that and do like a psychology session. So I found it interesting when we talked earlier in our meeting, one of the questions that we kind of went around the table and asked was what you would do if you got fired tomorrow from your current job. And I thought it was interesting because while two of us picked the same thing, but none of us said we would go back to work for anybody else. So uh, Ferez, tell me what your choice was. Mine was real estate without even slowing down the process to think about it. I would literally jump right into be- becoming a realtor. Why real estate? Why being an agent? Just literally because I've been loving this journey thus far that we've been on. And I think it would give us a better insight on deals, on acquisitions, on even networking, right? Because you're now part of like Toronto Real Estate Board. You're intermingling with the guys who's out there, who's doing it every single day. So, and girls, just not. Yeah, 100%. Yes, guys and girls. Um, (laughs) Another disclaimer while Perez speaks. I know. (laughs) There's the HR part of your job that's going to happen. But uh, I just think there's going to be so much more that uh, I could do and be able to do in becoming a real estate agent. Like, I have no no qualms about saying that because I do not want to go back into the industry that I'm currently in. Not that I don't love my job. I love my job, but I, we're all doing this to, to figure out what we need to do to kind of like finish our career. Was real estate something that you were, you had an interest in before we started this business? Like as far as being, I did. Yeah, I did. I always, I always bounced it back and forth and wondered, you know, again, like you just said, what if we got fired tomorrow, right? So I always thought about that. And I'm like, because, you know, the HR side of the business where I'm always getting in trouble. Um, <laughs> I, I just never knew, right? So I would always think, what I do? I mean, would I go to competition? Would I do this? Would I start something new? But as you guys all know, when we started this, we were always talking about real estate. Always. There was always some interest amongst us that we had when it came to real estate. Yeah. Right. So I did. I always thought about, you know, just biting the bullet and doing it. So that for sure, if I was fired tomorrow, that's what I would do. So I had the same answer when we went around the table. Kurt, yours was a little bit different, but not too far different. 
Yeah, mine was different in the sense of, you know, I like the journey that um, the company I'm with right now is on. It's not an easy journey, but I like it. It's challenging. But because I'm in the industry that is tied to real estate, it allows us, I think, access to people that we probably wouldn't have access to in this short period of time. So for that reason, you know, I wouldn't necessarily run away. But if I was fired tomorrow, no, I would not go back and look for another job. I think for me, it would be about building a wholesale business, some active income, you know, for JFK. And um, yeah, just keep building from there. Look for more deals, find more deals, just all in on real estate. So I'm going to assume that there's investors that are listening that may not be experienced. So tell me about wholesale, wholesaling and what that means. Yeah. So wholesale is essentially finding a property, negotiating a deal. And then once you have it under contract, assigning the rights to that contract to another investor or individual. So in order for them to you know, have the rights to that contract, they pay an assignment fee. So let's say that you had a property that was worth a million, you negotiated at 950. You could assign that contract maybe for another 20,000. So now the investor would be all in at 970, but the property is worth a million. So the investor makes 30,000 when they buy. And as a wholesaler, you make 20,000 when you assign the contract. So when I think of that, I, I mean, the first time I really heard that term was in the, the first training course we went to together. I'd never really thought or heard of that as an option in real estate. So I remember when our first deal, we talked to an, our agent about it, and even our agent wasn't really familiar with the term wholesale. So it's mm-hmm. I don't think it's a real common term. It may be becoming more, but it's certainly among investors, it's it's a great option for building income. It's another exit. So let's say that you have a property in a contract that you have all intentions on closing on, but maybe you can't get financing, you don't like your insurance or something else happens. Maybe there's a better deal. Rather than completely walking away, as long as you have the right to assign that deal to somebody else in your purchase and sale agreement, you can assign it to another investor. And if you structure it well, that investor is going to make money. The seller is going to still close on their property and get the money that they agreed to. So, and you as an investor, as a wholesaler, can also now profit a little bit by all the work you've done. So why wouldn't investors do that more? It seems like an easy turnaround. I do have to ask though, are we currently doing that? Like, are we using that as an exit strategy in our current situation? We haven't yet, but we always, every deal we do, we have the right to assign. Because in every- Okay, so we do have that. Because not only that, like, because we have the right to assign as we create new entities. So let's say out east, we have you know that portfolio that we're buying. Right now, we don't have an entity out east we want to hold the property in. So we're going to have the right to assign it from, let's say, JMK Properties, Inc. to 123 Nova Scotia, Inc. Okay. Or limited. Okay. So that allows us to hold that property in another entity. From an asset protection standpoint, from a tax standpoint, it's beneficial. So we don't actively do wholesale, but I think it's something that we should explore more, especially as we get more deals in the contract that maybe don't fit what we're looking for. Like if it's a duplex or triplex, not something that fits us, but if it's a great deal, it could be a great deal for somebody else. How active or how common is this market and how not beneficial, but I guess, um, what's the word I'm looking for? 
active the wholesale market is? Yeah. Yeah. Is it it like, is super active. Like there's tons of wholesalers out there. Okay. There's a lot of investors that don't know what they're looking for and don't know how to analyze a deal properly. Gotcha. So if we are able to provide that value to an investor, uh-huh. that's worth something. So they don't need to go and find, negotiate, analyze a deal. It's more of you have the money to put into a deal. You just want to make sure cash flows. But it's definitely for a niche audience. <laughs> it's for everybody. Yeah. Anybody that's looking for an investment property, you can wholesale anything. So let's say that you and your family want to move, right? As an investor, let's say I negotiated a deal on, again, take that million dollar home. Right. I negotiate something at 900. Well, you know, it's worth a million because other properties or realtors like comps are a million. And if I assign that to you and say, okay, all in, you're going to be 950. You're thinking to yourself, well, I got a $50,000 discount on a property that's worth a million. Okay. Why not pay the wholesaler who me or our business negotiated at 900,000? So does that assignment clause allow you to do that? Is that what that basically is? It allows you to sign to any person, entity, or anything. So the con- existing or to be established in the future. Okay. So the condo I have downtown, let's say, mm-hmm. I don't want to end up closing on it because I have that assignment clause as part of if the you deal. Have, if you have an assignment clause in it, then you I have the right to it. I could wholesale that. In yeah. lack of a better I, th- I think for condos, there sometimes there's different regulations because of the the when you buy the condo, right? They may regulate when you're allowed to that, sign. That, yes, you're right. So I yeah. know there's some deals where it's you know six months. You have a six month. It's got to have like fifty percent um, sold or whatever. occupancy, like fifty percent or like twenty five percent occupancy, and then you can assign or something yeah. like that. Okay, and like anything, you just read the fine print, and make sure that yeah, you probably have an assignment there, but if it's held the time, if it's six months or a percentage of the building that's sold, right. 50%, 6%, whatever yep. it is, as long as you're following what's in that contract, you're good to go. Gotcha. So it's probably a good strategy for somebody getting into investing that may not have the cash to invest or may not have the investors with them to invest. It's probably the easiest way to start in real estate because you don't have to close an ideal. And essentially, it's no money down. Like as long as you have access to, let's say, the twenty, ten, five thousand dollars that you need for a deposit, you don't need to qualify for financing. You don't need to pay for an inspection. You don't need to pay for environmentals. You don't need to go through the entire due diligence process. Your job as a wholesaler is to negotiate the deal and have, like, ideally kind of a roster of investors or individuals looking to actually close on deals like the one that you've negotiated. So it's great for people starting out that are trying to build capital. But let me ask you the question, who does the inspections? Who, who does that? Is that on the, the end user? Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So, so the person say, that's going to close. person that's going to close. Like, you know, the, I think I mentioned this in a previous episode, like the um, property duplex that it sold in Timmins early in this year was actually bought by a wholesale. Okay. So they got it under contract and then wholesaled it for, I think, $5,000 more to somebody else that was the end user. So they made $5,000 doing nothing, nothing other than negotiating the deal, doing the paperwork, getting your contract and finding somebody else they could wholesale it for. That's it. Which really, they probably spent how much time doing, right? I mean, you find the deal... So it's still a pretty good return on investment. Absolutely. Like your return on time is if you do it properly and do it as a business, yeah, your return on time is huge. It is challenging. It's not like 
you know, you trip and walk down the street and there's twenty thousand dollars. You have to put the work right. in. Right. But if you have the right systems, like any business and all the processes in place, it can make sense. And I think you have to be willing to put in low offers on properties at times, right? And and you have to find the right agent who's willing to do that. And I don't I don't mean low ball uh, where you're trying to rip them off, but if you're going to wholesale a property. You can't do it if you buy it at list price or at market value. You wholesale it if you get it under market value. So whether it's a private sale or whether it's a lower offer than the asking price or, or, or whatnot. And maybe it's market conditions, but you have to be willing to do that. And, and not everybody is. I'm one of those that in my past, I always kind of bought based on what the market conditions were. I don't think I ever really understood or appreciated the wholesale value, but you have to be willing to make those offers that are aggressive, that are going to make you money in the long term. I think for me and what I've seen, like I have no issue for JFK to put an offer out that's well below market value based on numbers. So if a property cash flows at, let's say, 700000 and they're asking nine. I'll email and say, hey, our offer is going to be here based on the information you provided. I don't want to offend you or the seller, but this is where we're going to be. Right. If this doesn't work for you, do you have something else that might fit our numbers and our criteria? Right. That way you've created a rapport. If they don't want to present it, mm-hmm. they, they are obligated to present it to the seller, which will probably be rejected in most cases, but you never know. But yeah, you're right. You do have to be aggressive in your offers, but your offer... From my standpoint, as wholesalers, should not be you know, pulling a number out of the hat. Right? right, it should be based on your analysis of this number gets me to a good deal, and it gets me to a good deal not only for my business as a wholesaler, but for an end user. So I guess there's more more negotiating. Where I mean, you can't go pick up on a, a house next door to mine; it's going to show what the last house sold for. Why so not? there's no back and forth, right? Well, You're not? going in. Why couldn't you? But I meant for wholesale. Like I mean, it's well, easier to do that for wholesaling. But why couldn't you? Like, let's say that your neighbor is going through divorce, you know, the wife or the husband, whichever partner or spouse is unwilling to budge. Right. And they just want out. They need out. Nobody's moving. But that, that's, that's, a, that's a different circumstance, right? But circumstances. Divorce sales are always the best. But circumstances happen. Right. And I think that we are caught up too much in the norm. Mm-hmm. And as a wholesaler, you have to look outside the box. Right. Not every deal is going to be a good wholesale. Yeah. I'm not looking for 100%, 70%, 80%. Is that like maybe 5, 10% of deals yeah. out there might work? And that 5, 10% is going to pay you, but you have to put in the work. That's why it takes time. Right. It's right. not easy. And I'd imagine it's in that case, it's much more of a numbers game, right? I mean, you're going to be putting out offers all the time. Yeah. And, you know, it's, you know, you're putting out, 10 offers and you're hoping to get a positive response on one of them, maybe one out of 20 or 30, right? Absolutely. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like the more offers you put out, the better. The other thing that a lot of wholesalers do, they actually have active marketing campaigns. So they will hire people to actually do mail drops. Right. So they'll, which is one of the, one of the emails that we keep getting all the yeah. time on wholesale deals. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it's more of an active approach rather than passive. So you're not looking for properties that are listed on MLS or right.ca. Right. You're looking for sending a mail and you never know where you catch somebody at the right time, right circumstance. I hate my spouse because X, Y, and Z happened. Yeah. We need to sell. And then you get this thing in the mail. You're like, okay, you need to get it quick. Maybe we should contact them. That's why it does take a lot of effort to get them. Right. 
you just have to be actively in that market, right? Yeah, that's why. Yeah. That's what I was asking. If it's more like you know, kind of like a niche market, or is it something that's like just out there where anybody could jump on? Because I mean, again, I I didn't know much about the whole wholesale deal, but when we listened to what it sounded like in class, it was like an easy win, right? It can be. You you put your time in, of course, but it sounded like a pretty easy. Cash game, yeah. But even with um, the deal at East, like the realtor um, with the shopping mall, like I told him, like, if you have something that you can't move, mm-hmm. let us know. Maybe we'll wholesale because you build up a network of people. And we're talking right. about like 10 plus units, right? And, like different types of deals. But if a realtor has something that's just sitting and they can't move it, it helps them to work with an investor that can get under contract, maybe through their network can wholesale it. Correct. Realtor still makes a commission. Yep. Seller still gets the sales price, maybe a little bit less because wholesale needs to make money. Right. But they get it sold. And True. Wholesaler makes money. And off their list. Yeah. Yeah. And you can literally wholesale anything. You can wholesale your boat. My boat? Your boat. <laughs> Not that you want to, but you could. No, <laughs> I, I will. <laughs> I already sank it once. Yeah, Actually, not that boat. Okay. <laughs> but you kind of like somebody could walk and say, Jerry, I'm willing to pay X for this boat. And you can right. say, well, based on every all the hassles and effort, I, I just want to get rid of it and walk away. And that that works for me. And then it's worth, you know, maybe a few hundred dollars more. Well, that wholesaler could then walk across the lake and say, Hey, I got this boat. You've seen it. It's nice. And I'm gonna sell it to you for X. Well, if they go and try to research what it's worth, maybe it's worth that price or more. They're like, well, I'm getting a deal too. Right. So it's about creating win-win-win situations, I think, as wholesaler. It seems so simple and it's surprising that I I was surprised when we went to that that I never heard of that. And and I was equally surprised that, you know, some of the agents we've dealt with haven't heard of that. But it it makes sense. It's again those those guys are just focus driven and only yeah. Right. Look, they're focus driven and they're not thinking outside the box or they just don't want to doubt. And right. the thing is, especially in Sudbury, like speaking about Gary, it's a smaller, definitely was a smaller market back then. Right. Mm-hmm. So now there's probably more people coming in and wholesaling right. now than there were a few years ago. You go to a commercial broker, wholesale deals probably happen more often than not. Dealing with like multifamily commercial property, yeah. land you can wholesale. Right. right. Happens all the time. I imagine land would be a bigger one. Right. Absolutely. Tied up. Yeah. Get a good discount and wholesale it to a developer. Right. Well, this conversation took a turn in a different direction than, I, well, I can't say than anticipated. We had no plan. Right. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> but I literally, I literally ask questions because personally, I don't know. I, I really don't know. And I did not know about the whole, the wholesaling side of the business. I really didn't. Other than, again, what we heard in class, but I didn't realize what, you know, is this a niche market? Is there a lot of people out there doing it? Is there, you know, like marketing strategies that people could do? You know what I mean? It's cool learning about the business just as we talk through it, even through the podcast. It's it's interesting to learn different aspects of the business. I think the one thing I would say is that anybody that's listening got this point in this podcast is to, you know, type in if you have questions, comments, because wholesaling, again, like to your point, it's not common. It's not what the average person knows and understands. So if you do have questions on wholesale or any other real estate strategy, or if you want us to talk about another topic, comment and let us know. We'd be happy to do it. Agreed. Kurt, I don't know how to end this. You always do the ending. 
All right. So I, apparently <laughs> that is my cue. So once again, thank you everybody that listens, downloads, shares our blogger and listings podcast. You know, ultimately we started this, I think for us, but it's become about you guys. It's become about sharing our experiences, our knowledge, everything with those of you that listen. So we appreciate all of you for taking the time to do so. And until the next episode, cheers. 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 If you've enjoyed listening to the Logger and Listings podcast, leave a like or a comment. Not only will we appreciate it, but it will also help this podcast grow organically and help other investors and entrepreneurs grow their businesses and have fun along the way.